This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Today is a very special day. What's so special about today? Perhaps one of our all-time favorite food holidays. It's National Pizza Day, like pizza pie. Today is National Pizza Day. What do you guys like on your pizza? What would you like in your pizza pie? Large pepperoni, extra cheese. Sausage and extra cheese. Cheddar cheese crust with double pepperoni. These anchovies are going on a pizza. Pizza. What pizza? Let's start the show. Here we go. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Hello. Happy National Pizza Day. As if you didn't get enough pizza on Sunday during the Super Bowl, today is your day where you can order up a pie, good cop-out dinner if you don't feel like making something. If you feel like being real fancy, make a pizza. And I'm not even going to fault you if you buy the dough. There's certain bakeries and certain stores that sell really good pizza dough. If you want to make your own, today is your day. In my house, because pizza is one of the things that that my kids will both eat, no problem. I can make pizza with anything. I've made English muffin pizzas. I've made nan bread pizzas before. I've even made pizza on people are going to hate this, but they don't care. Bread, regular bread. If that's what we have available, I'll do it, and they fucking love it. So pizza yeah. is one of those things I think a lot of people just like. It's easy. Before we get into the astounding content that's just going to blow your underwear right off, everyone, uh, just quickly, give me a thumbs up or thumbs down on the most popular toppings and the least popular. Do the popular first. I think everybody agrees pepperoni on a pizza is good, right? Fine. Sausage? Sure. Mushroom? No. No. Not for me. I mean, God, you're just asking my opinion, right? Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like mushrooms order. at all. It's a texture thing. Ugh. Extra cheese? Uh, you know what? No, I actually like extra sauce over extra cheese. I'm the exact same way. <laughs> some places that make pizzas that are very, very popular and have an orange logo sometimes uh, tend to chintz out a little bit on the sauce. So you've actually got to order extra sauce just to get the regular amount of sauce. I think we all know there's certain places that do that. When it comes to extra cheese... I can't because some people think extra cheese means all the cheese. And then you end up just basically drinking your toppings right off of the crust. It just slides right out and it's gooey and greasy and ugh. say no to extra cheese. Onions. Uh, they're honestly, do, does anybody even notice a fucking difference if they put onions on their pizza? Uh, I think I'm, it depends on the onion, really. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say like fine. To that, because it's not like I don't like onions, but I don't find it tastes any different or, or brings any extra flavor out. Bacon? Uh, I don't actually tend to do that. I don't actually like bacon. I know it's an unpopular thing to say, yeah. but to me, bacon is just unnecessary. I'm actually with you. I take it or leave it. Meh. Olives? No. See, for me, I love olives. Love, love, love them. But I prefer green to black. Uh, ham? Uh, sure. Yeah, ham's not bad. Tomato? Yes. I like tomato on a pizza, too. Okay, so we could actually order a pizza and enjoy it mutually. Good. The most hated toppings? Anchovies. I don't know. Do you know people who actually order anchovies on their pizza? I don't think I've ever once had a pizza with anchovies on it or seen somebody order that. Like, I assume all the pizza places have anchovies, I guess. But I don't know who the hell orders that. 
Eggplant. I I would say, yeah, I'm sure that that tastes good. I don't know if I've actually ever had it on my pizza, but yeah, sure, why not? If you order like a Mediterranean style or, or a veggie, sometimes they'll come with eggplant. Okay. I actually find it delicious. Artichoke is one of the least popular toppings. Mm, yeah, it can get, artichoke gets a little stringy and stuff. I would not want it on my pizza. Broccoli? Yeah, sure. To me, broccoli on a pizza doesn't taste like broccoli anymore. I find once it's been in a 600-degree oven for a few minutes, it just sort of loses that nice broccoli taste. Hmm. Pineapple? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with a good old Hawaiian. What I've started doing is, because I like Hawaiian, but I'm aware of the fact that many people do not, is I've started taking advantage of the apps where you can order pizza, and I'm doing a half pizza that's pineapple. Mm-hmm. Salami? Uh, uh, you know what? I mean, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, salami's fine. If I'm in, like, an authentic Italian restaurant and they want to put salami on, I'm here for it. But I don't think I would ever call, like, Domino's and say, put some salami on. Yeah, I wouldn't think about it. And finally, spinach is one of the most hated toppings. One of the most hated is spinach? What's wrong with spinach? Because people don't like vegetables. Yeah. They force them down most of the time, but generally speaking, they don't like vegetables en masse. Uh, regular crust is now the second most popular in the world. Thin crust has overtaken it for the first time ever. Is that people just watching their carbs or maybe just trying out thin crust and being like, this actually tastes really good? Uh, It's hard to say. I I think it's probably a bit of both, to be honest with you. I personally am good with just regular crust. Thin crust, I find, if they don't take it out of the oven at exactly the right time, it tends to get a little burnt, and I don't like the crust well done. Deep dish is number three, followed by pan, then Sicilian, and then French bread crust. Where's the part where they jam as much as they possibly fucking can and and bake it into the crust? Like, hey, let's take more cheese and bake it in. Let's throw some fucking hot dogs in here. Like, where is that crust? I remember the one with the wiener. I know exactly what you're talking about. Was that Pizza Hut that did that? Someone did that. It was Pizza Hut. They baked hot dogs into the crust. And I was thinking, how much more gluttonous do you want this? Gross. Yesterday, new rules came down from the province of Ontario. Premier Ford came out and announced that he's basically doing what a lot of people want, going to reopen the economy. But he put a whole bunch of fail-safes in there. Did you hear him use the term emergency break? Yes, I did. So Ontario now has an emergency break. They're going to let us come out of lockdown, but he can pull the brake at any time and with no notice put a region right back into lockdown. So when he says no notice, I'm thinking like end of the day today, shut her down or tomorrow after you're done, shut her down. But I don't think it's going to be like a right now you've got to close. But anyway, it's there so that they can move us back into lockdown if the variants continue to spread or whatever. I got to be honest with you. I'm fucking stunned at the amount of people that can't comprehend basic information because the premier did this announcement yesterday and I was watching it. It made perfect sense to me. But then I opened up Facebook and people are all confused and I don't get it because what he announced yesterday is basically a return to where we were in the fall. So let me give you a couple of examples here. We're going back. Most of Ontario is going back to the color-coded system. We all remember that, right? There was the green, and then there was the yellow, the orange, the red, and gray is locked down. Right now, all of Ontario is in the gray. But starting next Tuesday, most places can go back to the color-coded systems. Only Peel, York, and Toronto cannot go back until February 22nd unless their numbers completely fall off the rails. If they go down to, like, nothing, I imagine Toronto, Peel, and York could go back to the color-coded system even sooner. Maybe. So here's the thing. 
whatever was going on in your area back in the fall is going to happen again. Uh, People are asking about indoor dining because they heard, well, I heard that indoor dining is not going to be allowed. It's not going to be allowed in the lockdown level. I mean, you have to pay attention. Lockdown level, the gray, if you will. They're going to let stores reopen even in lockdown, but no more than 25% of their capacity is allowed in at any time. So if you want to go to Canadian Tire, you'll be allowed to go to Canadian Tire in the gray lockdown zone, but no more than 25% of the store's capacity. 25% of a Canadian Tire is probably like 100 people, I, I would imagine. Sure. Restaurants. Most places next Tuesday are going to be allowed to offer indoor dining again. Everywhere except for Toronto, Peel, and York, your restaurants can reopen next Tuesday. Now, depending on where you are, you'll be in a different color. So, for example, Waterloo Region. Waterloo Region is likely going to be in the orange. So that means, yeah, indoor dining. Have at it. Go ahead. Make a reservation. You're going to have to leave your contact info. Mm -hmm. You'll have to wear a mask when you're not seated at the actual table. But you'll be allowed to indoor dine again. Uh, I live in Halton. Halton is uh, probably going to be in the red zone. So that means that next week, Halton restaurants can reopen. There's going to be a capacity limit and... On top of that, there is also going to be uh, the restriction that you can't serve booze between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. And that's specifically aimed at the nightclubs that want to reopen and claim they're a restaurant and have people (laughs) dancing around all night until 2 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So they've restricted alcohol sales hours. But again, restaurants can reopen next week. Malls can reopen next week. For the most part, people are going back to work next Tuesday. I don't think that's really set into a lot of people yet because they don't seem to understand it. Was it just because they also mentioned Toronto, Peel, and York at the same time? Uh, like, should I, they have I, done maybe. a totally different news conference for the rest of the province? Maybe. It's possible. It's possible they also heard rumors and they wanted to make sure of it. Like, I, somebody asked something about, like, oh, I heard that everybody but hair salons. Like, I'm not sure where you heard that, but people That's need fucking to, stupid. Right? Like, I think that people just listen or read. Uh, it's social media. I don't know. At the end of the day, I usually blame social media, Scott. I think people are putting misinformation out there. But the color-coded system is a color-coded system, and unless it's stated otherwise, that will be the rules that you follow when are we expecting that announcement though as to what zone you're in i assume not until like right before maybe even on friday that will be determined likely thursday by your local medical officer of health there it is advise the province there it is because they always do by the way your local officer that's why like when we talk to uh, the mayor here in kitchener for example anytime we were possibly going into a different color code he says the same thing as everyone else will tell you. We need to talk to the professionals in healthcare. That's the and thank God they do. By the way, you can't just willy nilly be like, oh, maybe. Well, I like the color yellow. Let's do yellow t- this week. Like that's not how it works. You have to listen to the medical professionals. So once those opinions come in, based on the numbers and the stats that they have, that's when they can. That's when they can go forward with the decision. So I don't know. You just got to kind of trust it. And I understand it's frustrating for some people still. Um, to be especially going in and out and let's hope that we get back in and then we don't have to go out again like i do not want to have to do another complete lockdown after this let's try our best please that's the thing right like this is all once again in our hands they let us go out last summer and everything was going really really well and then people just got reckless And we can see that because they're still doing inspections and finding a lot of people not in compliance. That's the kind of shit that's going to put us back into a lockdown. Once we get out of this one, we have to stay out of it. People have got to do their part. Um, Personal care services. That's one that people are wondering about. 
So let me read you specifically what that means if you're in a red zone. So that's the worst one short of lockdown. Personal care services relating to the hair or body, including hair salons and barbershops, manicure and pedicure salons, esthetician services, piercing services, tanning salons, spas, tattoo studios, must or may open if they comply with the following. The person responsible for the establishment is charged with making sure that there's a safety plan prepared. No personal care services can be performed that require someone to remove their mask or face covering. That's why you can go in and get a massage, for example, or get a manicure or a pedicure, but you can't get a facial because you would have to remove your mask. Person or persons who provide those services for personal care in the business must wear appropriate personal protective equipment. And then it goes on and on and on. Steam rooms and saunas are still closed. Sensory deprivation pods are closed unless they're used for therapeutic purposes that are prescribed. Oxygen bars have to close, that sort of shit. But generally speaking, guys, there's nothing different next week than during the fall, except restaurants may actually be able to open with a percentage of their capacity as opposed to no more than 10 people inside at a time. That one always pissed me off. There's a big difference between a little hole in the wall and, say, uh, a Boston pizza, which is usually a fairly big location. It doesn't make sense that there's 10 people. It should be capacity-based, and I'm sure that they're going to correct that. But either way, restrictions are coming off next Tuesday. And stop getting your information from your dumb friend on Facebook. (laughs) Block them now. Like, it was said plain as day yesterday what's going on. And it's backed up with a media release. And there's links to click if you want to read the actual legislation. It's not fucking hard to find this information. Ontario.ca is a great place to find what exactly is going on next week. It took me literally five seconds to find the page that explains what's open in the red zone, orange zone, yellow zone, and green zone. Very good. Are you planning to do anything next week to uh, celebrate this opening? Is there anything that you'll do differently, or are you still going to keep doing what you're doing right now? A buddy of mine opened up a bar that was open for like four days before the shutdown. (laughs) So I'm going to see his new bar, and I'm going to enjoy him pouring me a pint, and I'm going to enjoy handing over the money to it. Because I want to support his business and I don't want anything for free if it's a friend of mine that's opening up a business. Fuck that. No way. Um, By the way, can I just say that? There's a lot of people who have businesses and and if you're a friend of that person, you think, oh, great. Such and such is uh, opening up a hair salon. I can get my hair done for free because they're my buddy. I personally think you should always pay for that service because you want to support your friend who opened up a business, not get something for free out of them. And now is not the time for that. Now is especially not the time to try to get a freebie out of someone. Support means pay. They cannot pay their hydro bill or their rent with goodwill. It needs actual currency. And if you've got a friend opening up a business, the best way to support your friend is to spend a little bit of money with that business. Okay, a couple other things that we're going to do here in this edition of After 9. This story came across uh, my desk this morning, and I found it kind of interesting. It it started off as a rumor on TikTok, but now several professionals are confirming it. You know when your dentist is all up in your mouth? Turns out they're learning way more about you than just your flossing and brushing habits. Believe it or not, your dentist can tell if you've given a blowjob recently. It's a specific spot in your mouth, and it sounds like a myth, and that's what most people thought when the original TikTok video came out. 
but it's true. Dentists and hygienists have been confirming in the comments here. Yeah, they can tell exactly what you've had in your mouth, what you've been sucking on, it's and how suction, often you right? do it. It's the <laughs> suction. Is that why? Not exactly. They say there's a little bit of subtle bruising on the soft palate in the roof of your mouth. Now, that bruising isn't harmful, but they say it's a dead giveaway that, A, you've either been sucking a dick or you were aggressively eating a cucumber. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is only for those who give oral stimulation that way. It's not for, like, uh, the other way? No, 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 no. I don't know if they can tell if a guy's eating some pie. I I don't think they can. (laughs) Thank you for putting it that way. I was trying to find the best way to do it because there's certain words I just won't say. Um, Okay. Cat hates the word pussy. No, don't do it. Is it just the way I say it or is it in general? First of all, the way you say it's gross. And also, (laughs) I don't... fucking gross it's always like you're so you like go out of your way to make that the most like it's just that word that's it and i just visualize the word you know when a word is so potent that it just like i visualize the p-u-s-s-y like a big bold ass fucking letters with a bright font and fireworks going off behind exactly and look there all i'll say about that word is there's a time and a place for it and it's a very specific time and place and that's it that's it um but yeah okay so this is do we does does anyone care if their den, dental hygienist knows this? Like I'm just okay, so I'm trying to think about my hygienist that I go to regularly. First of all, I wasn't aware that she would be able to figure this out, and my dentist. Well, that's kind of awkward, isn't it? Sure. Wow, you had a good night last night, cat. Wow, you wow. got a little bit of bruising in your mouth here. Wow, well, I've seen all I need to see here. <laughs> uh, one of the dentists says, and I quote, "Your secret is safe with us." So a friend of mine sent me this video and was like, oh, my God, is this true? Yes, it is. To say that I'd be able to tell if you did it like three years ago, no. But if you did it recently and you were a little bit aggressive about it, when I do my oral cancer screening, I check everywhere in your mouth. I'm looking for anything. So, yes, some individuals might have bruising to the palate, if you know what I'm saying. So, yes, we can tell. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're not going to like say, hey, looks like you sucked a dick recently. Good for you. <laughs> they're not going to do that, but they know. They fucking know. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I so see you've got a new boyfriend, I'm guessing, anyway, based on the uh, soft palate of the roof of your mouth. Oh, you almost inhaled that one, didn't you? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> your neck hurt? I'm going to prescribe you some uh, sensitivity toothpaste and a neck brace because you fucking worked on that. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't heard of this yet, there was a woman who last weekend, her name is Tessica. That's Tessica with a T like Jessica. She's from Louisiana and went viral when she posted a video about a life hack where she used Gorilla Glue instead of hairspray. She claims, and and this is a testament to the effectiveness of Gorilla Glue, that her hair hasn't moved. Okay, well, you can't just have a a head full of glue. So she went to the ER on Saturday when everything else she tried to get the glue out hadn't worked. It turns out that after 22 hours of trying different products to get that glue out, nothing worked. So she goes to the hospital. She explained her predicament, and the hospital said, okay, well— so not really much we can do here unless you want us to, like, shave your head. So use rubbing alcohol on your hair. That should make it come out. 
that hasn't worked so far either. So while she does have a pristine looking haircut right now, she's also hired an attorney because she's now thinking about suing Gorilla Glue. What did they? How did they choose to do that to her head? They didn't. They didn't. Her claim is that the label on Gorilla Glue spray says not for use on your eyes, skin, or clothing, but it doesn't explicitly mention hair. They went and got nail polish removal. She got some saline water, and they start on the back. But it burned so bad to where my heart started beating too fast. And she told me it looked like she can do it, but it's going to take at least 20 hours. They gave me some nail polish removal to go home with. The thing is, like, every time we start, it burns. So Gorilla Glue, anticipating this lawsuit is coming and probably thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. All right, (laughs) fine. We're going to have to hire a lawyer to defend this. But they put out a statement and they say they're sympathetic to Tessica's situation. But this product is not indicated for use in or on hair because it's considered permanent. It is to be used for craft, home, auto, or office projects. Here's another concerning part of this story. Tessica started a GoFundMe. Stop. For what? For her, For what? That would likely be for her legal fees, I okay. think. All right. I think. Can we buy her a brain with that or no? I don't think you can do that. Mm. Pretty sure no. Yeah, I'm on the GoFundMe right now, and I'm I'm trying to find a description of, of what this is to be used for, and I don't actually see it. But she has started it, and so far, from 784 people, she's raised $13,487. Like, why? Who are these people? Uh, I can read through some of the comments here. Let's let's see what these assholes have to say. I've spray painted my hair to a crisp and had to shave it off. I feel you, girl. <laughs> that should just read, hey, I'm also a fucking idiot. Nice to meet mm-hmm. you. Uh, here's another one who donated $15. I saw your story and thought about some of the crazy things that I have done, even when I knew better. And I prayed for you. Each time I have messed up and I thought, I went too far. God kept me. He will keep you and restore you. I believe in you. And that you will use this mistake to educate and help others. Trust in God. He makes the impossible possible. And while that's not inaccurate, now we've got two fucking idiots running around. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid or terrified. For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. These are all religious. Holy shit. Like, I can't. I can't. Did was there nothing in the Bible about gorilla glue? Nothing in the Bible about gorilla glue. They didn't even bind it with gorilla glue because regular glue does just fine when you're binding a book. Oh come on! From Alexis, who donated five dollars. My heart goes out to you, girl. I pray that everything turns out okay. Much love. From Anita, feel better soon. Why are you assholes encouraging this? She put fucking glue in her hair and now can't get it out. She went to the hospital. They basically laughed her out of the ER. She doesn't want to shave her head, so she wants to sue Gorilla Glue. I fucking like Gorilla Glue, if you don't mind. It works great. Mm-hmm. That's because you use it for what it's meant for. Congratulations, by the way, Scott. That's great. Hey, Apparently, that's product- an achievement all on its own, that you actually figured out the purpose for it and used it for that purpose. I use product in my hair when I want it to stay looking a certain way. 
I use the appropriate product for my hair. Sometimes I'll even read a label or two to see if this is even good for my hair. That's messed up. Let me tell you, there's so many different situations where people have have done something by accident and have caused themselves harm, and they don't even sue. And I'll give you an example. My cousin's good friend was in the bathroom and shares his bathroom with his girlfriend, significant other, whatever, that had her stuff on the counter. He was reaching for his eye drops one morning. He mistook the eye drops for nail glue. Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't keep your eye drops where you keep your nail glue. Well, here's the thing (laughs) is that here's one example of, and by the way, he did have to go through a couple of surgeries to remove the nail glue from his eyeball. Wow. Yep. Still doesn't have the same vision that he had had and never will. True story. Never once, I bet, did he think, well, it's fucking their fault. I better sue them. And I'm sure that that was a lot closer to being a, well, it kind of looks like maybe it could be eye drops, to Gorilla Glue being used for fucking hair. It's crazy. Be careful what you put in your in your hair, on your body, uh, in your mouth, if you're going to the dentist. All of those warnings should be in play. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I know it's not Wines Day, but do you have any wine recommendations for someone who wants to get something nice for Valentine's Day but doesn't quite know what to buy? There's some people who like the taste of wine but don't really know a lot about wine. So it depends on – that's the thing, right? And it it depends on your taste. Some people hate uh, red or they think they do or they hate white or they think they do. Um, I never thought that I would like uh, rosé. But I found an awesome, really dry rosé, and I'll look up the name of it now. It's French, uh, and it, it, it's beautiful. I think it'd be a great gift, too, because it uh, Cote de Rosé, the, sh- the bottom of it is, the ro- is a rose. The glass is actually in the form of a rose. Great. It's beautiful, and it's only like, tw- what it's, it'll cost you about 23 24 bucks if I'm not mistaken, maybe not even. You can find it in the vintages section of the LCBO. It is really a pretty presentation. Even if you need to buy something for your mom, uh, your sister, whatever, I don't know. Um, or, or guy, I don't know. Fine. Uh, uh, Cote de Rose? Cote de Rose? I don't, Rose. I'm not going to fucking pretend. It's Gerard uh, Bertrand. Bertrand. Uh, whatever. It's very nice. The I have- only white wine I'll drink is from France, by the way. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, France has great wine. Yeah, I like that just because the bottle is fancy. But really, in terms of taste, my God, it all depends on your taste. I don't like recommending wine to people unless I know that they like something else I like. Let's put it that way. Because what you might think tastes good doesn't taste good to me and vice versa. 41% of people say the most romantic beverage that you can serve for Valentine's Day is red wine. It beat out champagne, white wine, rosé, and wine cocktails like sangria. But the top five are all in the wine family. So let me just do this as a bit of a a tip for those who don't know. Don't be afraid to go into vintages at the LCBO. Don't be afraid. I only just started going into vintages maybe about 10 years ago. I always skipped by that section because I thought, oh, fuck, that's where all the expensive stuff is. I don't need to spend $40 on a bottle of wine when there's a $12 bottle right here. 
And and if you want to live by that, that's totally up to you. Go ahead. Wine is has differing levels of importance to different people. But just so you know, if you've never been into vintages, there are certain bottles in there that are just as cheap as the stuff on the shelf. But it actually has a little bit of credibility once it's in vintages, meaning it's met a certain threshold. So get a good bottle. Uh, you don't need to spend 80 bucks or 100 bucks or more on a bottle of wine necessarily. You can get a great bottle for 14 but don't be afraid to go into vintages. There's a little tip for you. And if you're shopping for red wine, my recommendation is go to California, Napa specifically, or Tuscany if you want to go Italian. Those are my two for red. Does that sound right? Um, That's good. I totally agree with you, by the way. I am... You got me into California grapes, by the way, because Ooh. previous to that, yes, it was you who were like, who said, go California. When I remember when I never drank any red yeah, and I started getting into red, I was like, I actually quite like this. And I usually drink red more this time of year in the winter. Um, and in the summer, I tend to lean more towards uh, whites and rosés. But you actually got me into the California. And Apothic Red, I remember, was one of your favorites. I tried that. It's pretty good. I would recommend that, too. I actually, I know you don't love Niagara, but for white, I would I would suggest Niagara. There are some really nice wineries. But you do have to, you do have to be careful. Like, straight up, some taste like fucking feet. So you have to be careful that you pick the right ones. Um, and if you know someone who might have the same taste as you, Ask them, hey, can you request a couple? Get the Vivino app, which we've talked about on the podcast before, V-I-V-N-O, Vivino. It is great for suggesting wines for you, telling you the price ahead of time and the ratings for them. So I would suggest that as as being a good start, too, if you really aren't sure. I don't know how many people are just going to jump into wine, though. I think it's one of those things where you're around it and you try it for the first time. But if you aren't sure what the other person likes, um, yeah, those are all great suggestions. Let me just say, uh, it's funny because you mentioned Apothic, and when I first tried it, it was years and years and years ago, I thought, oh, wow, this is really good. Now, if somebody serves it, I won't even take any because it's just like sugar to me. <laughs> I just can't anymore. So your tastes do evolve over time, mm-hmm. but don't be afraid to go to I vintages. Agree. And my, by the way, I do start, I should say, with, with some of the whites that I used to be able to drink, like I could drink a Riesling and I cannot touch that now. I cannot touch it. Oh, but it, it does sugar evolve. water. Yeah, it it does it does evolve, uh, and mm-hmm. you feel it the next day a little bit. Maybe that comes with age, though, too, Scott. Maybe we should be honest. It probably comes a little bit with age. <laughs> I don't think we talked about this in the podcast, but it's certainly up at scottandcat.ca if you want to go back and look up the story. Uh, Fisherman just recently discovered a very rare orange pearl. So rare, this thing is worth over $300,000. Imagine that. A real pearl that's orange doesn't happen very often. There's an update to that story since I first posted it. I think it was late last week. Uh, The fisherman who found it was so happy. I guess he's lived a life of poverty, and now he just found something that's worth like 300 grand. His life has changed. This guy has got it made. The problem is he did what so many other people would do when they got a lot of money. He threw a party. And there's nothing illegal about that. The problem here is that this guy's party also involved a healthy amount of meth. Uh, 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 okay there it is there it is by the way no amount of meth is healthy by the way i was just gonna uh, say even even a little scotch even a titch i'd question that yeah cops they'll (laughs) let you have your 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 beer and wine party if you want to smoke a little weed they probably don't care that sort of thing once you bring in the crystal meth then you've reached a different threshold for party right so he's been charged and i don't even know what's going to happen with this pearl now he's in a lot of shit stay away from meth everybody
There you go. Stay away from meth. There's a, always that that you could you could you could give that warning every day. That's a great one. Last but certainly not least, you I assume are a normal person in that at some point you've returned to Canada with a little bit of contraband. And that could just be you had more than your duty-free limit and mm-hmm. didn't declare it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Guilty? yeah. Like, full disclosure, uh, yes, absolutely. I've, uh, You know what it is? It's uh, alcohol, usually. <laughs> it's alcohol in the suitcase that I don't feel like declaring. That's that. I roll it in some, some clothes. I hope for the best. Yeah, a lot of people are like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just bought uh, – what, what, what's my limit? One bottle? Okay, here you go. I've got a bottle of Crown Royal. Here we go. Yeah, you've also got like four others wrapped up in your suitcase. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, from what I understand, most of the time, Customs doesn't really care. They're probably only going to jam you if you repeatedly do it or if you're a dick. So I think you're okay if you bring back like an extra bottle. You're good. What this guy did was not okay, though. He was traveling from India to South Carolina, and his initial point of arrival in America was in Chicago. So he had to go through customs before he could board his domestic flight to Atlanta. That should be fine. Usually there's no issue there. The problem here is that this guy also had an absolute ton of counterfeit Viagra with him that he was smuggling into America. Woo, woo, woo. $100,000 worth of Viagra. Oh, okay, but... why Viagra? Like, I feel like Viagra is pretty easy to get if you want to get it. Uh, is it really just to, to, to sell, I guess? Uh, Viagra is one of those things where if you're an older person, you can walk into any doctor and say, yeah, it's not as hard as I want it. Give me some Viagra. And the doctor will write it up for you, usually a little smirk, and like, here you go. Get out of here, fucker. But younger people have a hard time getting it because doctors won't necessarily prescribe it without putting you through a whole battery of fucking tests. And, oh, we better give you a colonoscopy. And it's like, oh, fuck, forget it. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. I didn't know all of this information. That's interesting. So that's I've tried Viagra, by the way. I don't mind saying that. I've tried Viagra and that shit is crazy how quickly it works. Like you could just be you could be out for a fucking jog. And if you've taken a Viagra when the time is right, boom, it's going up and it's not going down. That's messed up, man. No, it's cool. No, I mean, it's great, and it works great for many men who, who who have, you know, it's improved their lives, and that's awesome. I just mean that the whole thing is fucking crazy. There are female versions of it, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I don't really know how that works. I'm not really sure either. Yeah. That's probably why I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't yeah. know those Nor things, what, what yeah. it would do. In any case, so this guy's got 3,200 bootleg Viagra pills. And Custom says... Come on, asshole. You can't bring $100,000 worth of fake Viagra into America because this is America. and We like it in a fairly flaccid state here. So he had to think of something quick. Do you know what he came up with? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I'm not reselling this Viagra to make some money, just so you know. This is for me and my buddies. That's why I've got a hundred grand worth of Viagra here with me. It's for my friends. Bu- how many buddies do you have? Yeah, unless you have a hun- fifty thousand friends, that's not going to fly. I have a lot of friends with a lot of flaccid dicks, so I, <laughs> I'm picking them up, picking them up for them. Okay, it's not not to sell. I'm just giving them away as gifts to my extremely, <laughs> extremely flaccid friends. That's it. My extremely flaccid but horny friends just asked me to bring back some bootleg Viagra from India. 
That's the problem here is I get that you think I'm dealing it, but no, this is just for me and my buddies. Listen. We're, we're going to get together as soon as I land, and we're all just going to pop some Viagra <laughs> and have a great big sword fight. A little bit of boner pills never hurt nobody. Yeah. every Quick, everybody pop it and get in a circle. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a party is that when you've got a hundred K worth of Viagra sitting on the table? Did anybody call any girls? Fuck. <laughs> well. <laughs> Open Tinder now. Fuck. We didn't think it through. Everyone take your right hand and put it on the person to your right. Everybody get in a circle. We're going to make this work. <laughs> You know, if you sit on your hand until it goes numb, it'll feel like a stranger's doing it. With Viagra, too, doesn't it take like 10 times longer? <laughs> well, yeah, it's as hard as it gets is when you've got a Viagra in you. Fuck. <laughs> I've been beating this thing for an hour. I'm exhausted. I'm fucking so sore. I shouldn't have done it. I took five. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> There's just like copious amounts of boner pills at this guy's house. He makes like a ball pit out of boner pills. Like, wee, wee. All right, like John. Scrooge you McDuck into the money. John, you've been in there long enough. It's Fred's turn. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Snorting it. Holy fuck. Oh, I want to be buddies with this guy. He's got all the hookups. That's great. That's really good. Okay. And on that, we've talked sufficiently about booze, boners, Glue, meth, COVID restrictions. Blow and job. So we're good. Circle we're jerks. Good. <laughs> I think we have it all covered. There's no girls coming. Everybody get in a circle. Let's go. <laughs> Where do you wait? Where do you wait? How close do you have to be to the person across from you? Again, we didn't think it through. Circle's a bad idea. Everybody what is the, the etiquette wall. to a circle jerk? Are you supposed to warn your buddy? <laughs> Everybody look at the wall, all right? Don't look down or around you. You look at the wall straight ahead till you're done. Should be about three days and we'll be out of here, okay? <laughs> you can picture it, right? All right, you horny fuckers. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.